Hello and welcome back to Witch Fix and today is truly the end of an era or definitely the end of something but it's definitely an end let's let's leave it at that but I have just finished reading book 15 of the Circle of Three series Initiation and I'm not sure if it's because I finished it at like 11 o'clock at night but I felt a little bit emotional. We're saying goodbye to Annie and Cooper and Kate and all of their teenage dramas and it really just sort of came home to me how much they'd been through since the first book and how much things had changed for them and it made me nostalgic for my own days when I'd just gotten into Wicca and I just it was a very emotional evening and then I went to sleep and then I woke up and I'm struggling to remember what the end of the book was about because I finished it so late so that wasn't a great decision on my part but it's over we reached the end of the series guys a little round of applause for Sarah Thank you. Thank you so much. Anywho, initiation picks up right off of the end of the challenge box. Well, not right off the end. I think it's a couple of days later. But Cooper was turned down for initiation into the, the covens associated with the Crone Circle bookstore. Yes, after 15 books, I finally remembered the name of the bookstore. Congratulations to me. So Cooper's not feeling that great about it. Everyone else is kind of having wobbles about which coven they want to be initiated into. Kate's indecision is based on the fact that she wants to go into the coven of the Greenwood but that happens to be her ex-boyfriend Tyler's coven and she doesn't know how it's gonna feel if she has to like see him all the time so I didn't care too much about that but it was quite interesting later on the thoughts that she went through on that subject. Annie is also struggling picking a coven because none of them seem quite right to her and and she's a little bit shaky on what she actually wants to get out of being in a coven it's basically a book of them deciding what covens they want to be in but also tying a lot of emotional stuff up from the rest of the book series uh, so Kate finally sits down and has a think about everything she went through with Scott and Tyler even though she basically has a sit down and think about that in every single book but it's definitely the last one because there aren't any more books after this one so yay and she eventually decides that picking a coven is about more than just picking what feels safe and normal. You need to maybe go out of your comfort zone a little bit and think about what's going to help you grow, which is definitely a great message to have. Annie has a lot of stuff finishing up about how she feels about her aunt getting married, how she feels about you know marriage in general and relationships. On the Cooper side of things, she goes to see her dad for dinner and her dad has a new girlfriend he wants her to meet which is kind of a big deal but it turns out that the girlfriend is a character from previous books who Cooper doesn't like very much and that kind of creates an issue which is solved quite neatly at the end of the book and doesn't cause a huge amount of drama so it's basically just a non-issue. The main struggle in the book is Cooper not being chosen to be initiated and her friends being chosen so that creates a quite a lot of heartache up until about the middle of the book. Cooper initially considers dropping Wicca or maybe matriculating with the next witch class to see if she can qualify for initiation next time. She's quite depressed about the whole thing, um, considers practicing on her own. Then the issue of her um, maybe being a solitary is mentioned, um, which isn't really discussed in the depth. She um, kind of poo-poos it out of hand uh, and then she decides maybe she can start her own coven and ask Kate and Annie to be in it with her and I thought initially that that's where the book was going to go 
but they all meet up and discuss that and they've already kind of decided to be in other covens and they don't really want to join with hers because they want to be initiated properly in inverted quote marks which I kind of get because they've done all this like year and day of study in order to get this initiation ritual and to join in a coven and to continue their journey but all the learning and stuff that they did is stuff that they did mostly by themselves and they don't really need to be initiated it's basically just a step at the end it's not really contributing anything to their learning and they can continue to learn and grow as witches without being in a coven but there we go um then cooper goes to the bookstore and she confronts one of the women who works at the chrome circle and says you know i don't need to be initiated to continue to practice wicca and you haven't told me why i didn't qualify to be initiated and that's pretty shitty and anyway i don't need you and i can keep going on my own and it's fine which apparently was what they were waiting for her to say the whole time because what they thought was her biggest fear that needed to be confronted which was her challenge from the challenge box was this idea that after opening herself up and letting people in but having friends uh, being in the witch group getting a boyfriend that she would suddenly be on her own again and that would be her greatest fear so they then decide that she can get initiated with the others it's at this point that both Kate and Annie decide to change their minds about which covens they wanted to be initiated in. Kate realises that she doesn't really want to be in Tyler's coven because she basically just picked it because it was safe and familiar. And Annie decides that picking the coven that seemed the least wrong for her isn't the same as picking the one that is right for her. So they pull out of their initiation ceremonies and it sort of flips the whole plot around and they have to decide, you know, what they're going to do about it. What actually happens about that is that it turns out that one of the members of one of the covens was thinking of branching out and starting their own new coven. So Kate, Annie and Cooper decide to become members of that together instead, which wraps the plot up rather nicely. There's also a wedding, the wedding of Annie's aunt, which basically I skipped over because I don't give a shit. But, you know, that happened. Some pageation was dedicated to that. It's in the plot. I thought I'd mention it. Uh, all in all is like an end to the series it did a good job of reflecting on stuff that had been brought up previously although some of it did feel a bit crowbarred in uh, for example Annie confronts the guy she was going out with um, when she came out as a witch to the school and the guy who broke up with her and then made fun of Wicca uh, and she confronts him and it's meant to be this like big moment where she sees his friends and him laughing at her and she goes over and is like oh what's the big joke guys are you laughing at me well maybe i want to hear what joke you're making except like not like a 1920s gangster i don't know where that voice came from but yeah nothing really happens though she just gives him this speech it's on page 274 um that's very similar to like any other speech that people give to people who are popular in high school and who bully them so it's um I thought you were a better person than that. She looked at the guy seated around the table. As for you, morons, here's a clue. Ten years from now, when you're all sitting around thinking about how high school was the best time of your lives, me and my friends will be the ones laughing at you. Because it's people like you who have to cling to their memories of their touchdowns and their cheerleader girlfriends and their prom dates when real life catches up with them and they figure out that all along they were the ones who were the real losers. It's definitely a speech that happens a lot in like teen films and teen dramas where like the unpopular one stands up to like the cheerleader and is like you're gonna be bald and fat and you're gonna be married to a cheerleader who hates you and you get divorced and it's all sad 
But, I mean, those things don't really happen. People who are popular at school go on to be successful in life. You know, it doesn't really have anything to do with who was popular and who wasn't. Um, and also, I feel like the speech that she gave and that I just read out there in quite a sarcastic voice isn't really relevant to what Brian actually said about her being a witch. Like, he thought her being a witch was ridiculous and weird and he didn't want to date her, which is basically his prerogative. I mean, the fact that he's making fun of her is just a dick move, but I feel like he isn't bullying her or being horrible to her enough to warrant her storming up and having a go. It just felt like weirdly timed, like the author had remembered, oh yeah, Brian, and then they just put this scene in. I think it would make more sense for her to have it with Sherry, uh, aside from everyone, because even though Kate was the one who had major beef with Sherry, and that all got sorted out in the, the previous book, Sherry did also pick on Annie a lot, especially in the first couple of books, um, and maybe they needed that scene there. Or if she was going to have a scene with Brian, she could have, like, I know I'm always saying I want them to act like teenagers and be more emotional and messy, but this is probably the one occasion where she could have done with a mature going up to him and saying, hey, it's perfectly fine that you don't want to date me because I'm a witch, but that doesn't mean you have to be a dick about it. Like, what the fuck? So yeah, that felt a little bit weird. But when it comes down to it, it was a pretty good final book to the series. It is probably the longest one in the series, I guess, because they had some stuff that needed to be wrapped up. And yeah, it was it was a good ending. And by the time I got to the end of it, I felt definitely like we had a lot of closure. We knew everything we wanted to know about the characters and stuff. I still kind of wish that they had formed their own coven because one of my major gripes with the book is that they keep referring to initiation as the point at which they become a real witch and that you can't be a real witch without being initiated, which is garbage. And halfway through, I thought we were going to get something about that in the plot because Cooper started being like, well, maybe I can just initiate myself as a solitary. And she started thinking about her grandma, who we hadn't heard about for a while. Her grandma, who practiced Scottish folk magic and who, to Cooper's knowledge, wasn't ever in a coven. So she was basically just solitary. And I thought we were going to have kind of an interesting ending where Cooper was basically just going to embrace being a solitary and we were going to get to see part of that as opposed to this very covens are the only way that you can practice magic idea that had been prevalent through the other books. But then, no, she finds out her grandmother actually was part of a coven and she gets given her grandmother's book of shadows and then they all get initiated into a coven anyway. Again, I feel like it's just like... A lot of people out there are solitaries. Most teen practitioners are going to be solitaries, so why not play into that with the plot? But what do I know? I'm not going to lie and say that I'm not happy to have finished reading this series, because, to be honest, it feels like it, it did drag on to 15 books, didn't it? But at the same time, I am quite curious to see, you know, what happens to the next. And I feel like if this was a TV show, I would definitely be watching up to, like, season seven of them being, like, in their 20s and finishing college, still being like in their covens and all that stuff. So I am quite invested in them and I didn't realise quite how invested I had gotten, but I was. And that's quite weird. So having finished this series now, I kind of have a hole in my life, which I intend to fill with the rest of the Wicker series by Kate Tiernan, because I need to finish reading that. And then maybe, I don't know, the Secret Circle series. I'm, I'm going to be a little bit of a loose end. Uh, I don't know if anyone out there has any recommendations for series that do start when the characters are like teens and then follows them like moving on into college. Maybe I'm just thinking about that because that's the season of Sabrina the Teenage Witch that I've just reached is when she like graduates and goes to college. But yeah, it's given me a real hankering for more of that kind of 
less teen and more like 20 something witches which seems to be something that i'm not reading a lot of at the moment it's mostly like teenage stuff so if you have any recommendations do drop them by at uh, the usual place on twitter or on gmail definitely as i've said before if you're looking for a sort of long-running series that's about people getting into wicca that's less fantasy magical and is more magical realism definitely give this series a try i mean it does have those books that drop down into that more fantasy realm but those I think are more few and far between and to be honest a lot of them you can just skip because they'll never be mentioned again as with the uh, house of winter i think that only got mentioned like twice in the books that came after it so there was very little point in me reading that one aside from for completion but yeah this is definitely a series to read if you're looking for something that's more realistic and more about wicker as a spirituality and how that makes you grow as a person and all that jazz that's definitely in this series if you're going to be put off by less complicated plots and very teen friendly simple writing then you have been warned this has both of those things but i'd say it's pretty good i mean i think i've rated every book as a three star on goodreads they're okay they're easy reads you can take like a fistful of them on holiday with you and finish them in a week as i have done so you can probably tear through the whole series quite quickly and definitely give the first two three books a read just to see if they're right for you because those are the ones that are like cheapest if you buy them secondhand or as ebooks but for now it's farewell from me and farewell from the circle of three series and if you want to get in touch you can do so on twitter which is at witchfix and you can do so on gmail which is witchfixpodcast at gmail.com Please remember you can also donate to my Patreon in the description box and you can just get in touch. Let me know if there's any other series you'd like me to take up now that Circle of Three is officially off my to-read pile and I'll see you in the next episode. Bye!